Twas the night before Christmas when all through the castle my monsters were having a yuletide hassle. The tree was all trimmed in ghoulish things like werewolf fangs and vampire wings. But they were up to no good. Didn't act like good monsters should. They found themselves a new prey. They planned to rob Santa's sleigh. Greetings from the Pumpkin Patch and welcome, fellow Halloweeniacs, to the Jack Lantern Press podcast on the Weird Network, where we discuss monsters and Halloween at Christmas time. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name's Tom Piccarella. Tonight's episode Christmasless for Frankenclaws. What you're listening to there in the background is the monster Christmas classic, Monsters Holiday by Bobby, Boris, Pickett, and the Crypt Kickers. And we're playing that in honor of our Christmas episode here, where we'll be discussing Frankenclaws and some ideas you could possibly put on your own wish list to Frankenclaws, if it's not too late. Who is Frankenclaws, you're asking? Well, I don't know about you guys, but... uh, I've been getting Halloween and monster-themed gifts for Christmas since I was a kid. And one year I got a bunch of issues of the famous Monsters of Filmland magazine. And on the back of one particular Christmas issue was a picture of what looked like Frankenstein's monster wearing a Santa Claus hat and coat. And he was offering a Christmas greeting that said... Have a happy, horrific holiday with this special issue from Famous Monsters of Filmland. So, I just assumed that this monster, who I figured was named Frankenclaws, was responsible for gifting me all those really cool Halloween and monster-themed items on Christmas over the years. But I'd soon realize that I wouldn't always get a gift from Frankenclaws, so I decided one year that maybe if I put some kind of sign out to welcome him, that he would come every year. So that sign became a Santo lantern, which is basically a jack-o'-lantern lit up wearing a Santa Claus hat. So I basically put that out, and, and you sh- here's a, one thing. When you put this thing out near your Christmas tree, and I wouldn't use a candle because this is inside your house. You're going to leave it on all night on Christmas Eve. So uh, use a light bulb or a battery-operated light or something, but you put that out near your Christmas tree on Christmas Eve, and you leave it on all night long. You should leave your Christmas tree on too, Santa Claus can see. But you want Frankenclaus to come, so that's the sign. You put that Santo lantern out. And so we did that, and every year I've done that, guess what? Frankenclaws would pay a visit, and everyone in my family would get a Halloween or monster-themed gift every single year. And so, if you all put out a Santa lantern near your tree on Christmas Eve, you, you light it up, Frankenclaws will pay a visit to your home. And if you have plans of doing that this year, then you're going to want to write a letter to Frankenclaus with a wish list of things he could possibly bring you. And you're going to want to send it to Transylvania ASAP because Christmas is like right now. So tonight, Tom and I are going to share five things each that might be good ideas for your lists for Frankenclaus. But before we do that, Tom, is there anything you wanted to share about Frankenclaus or Santo Lanterns in your house? No, I mean, I I do the same thing that you do, which I think you're actually the one who came up with this whole idea. 
And yeah, I I usually leave one of the pumpkins from Halloween out uh, even through November. And then as soon as December comes around, then I take the, you know, the, the Santa hat and I put it on top. And then, yeah, I just, I, I leave that on all night and then something horror related will will come out uh, for the next day that was dropped off by uh, by Frankenclaws. And not only does it do I think this is just fun uh, in general for anybody who is into Halloween, because obviously our listeners here are are you know listening to this podcast because they love Halloween. But I mean, it's just another fun thing that you can introduce to your kids to pump them up. Number one about Halloween and to get a visitor you know, uh, outside of, uh, just Santa Claus. So yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically Halloween time. I have a, it's like a plastic jack-o'-lantern. It has a, a light bulb in it. You plug it in. I put that out at Halloween time. I leave it up at Thanksgiving and then come Christmas time, I put a Santa Claus hat on it. And so I'll put that where I kind of were in the general vicinity of where the tree is going to go at Christmas time at Christmas time. You know, I will, I'll probably, sometimes I've, I've changed it up. One time I had it on the entertainment center near the tree. Sometimes I set it on the ground where the presents go, but I always like, I always, you know, leave the switch on. I always leave my tree on all night and then I leave that, that jack-o'-lantern lit as well. So, so yeah, our house, we have Santa Claus and Franken-Claus. So the the image that I was talking about from the famous monsters of filmland there you can actually get the thing suitable for framing I found it on Etsy I'll leave a link in there if you're listening to the show like years after we uh, posted this thing who knows if it'll still be there but uh, it's a cool picture it's a picture of Frankenstein with the uh, with the Santa Claus hat and Santa Claus coat pretty cool so yeah all right cool any anything else Tom before we just jump into our items. No, let's let's jump into the items and uh, let these people see if if some of the things we have on our list are going to be good enough for uh, uh, you know maybe things that they want to ask for. Nice. All right. Well, without further ado, let's dig in. All right. So yeah, I have five things on my list. Uh, did you want to just kind of do like a back and forth thing? I do one, you do one kind of thing? Yeah, that's fine. Let's do that. All right, you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Uh, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll just go first then. Sweet. All right. So my my first uh, my first item that I'm asking for for, uh, for from Frankenclaws is the Walking Dead um, compendiums. I think that's the way that you say it. I, I know never really know if that's the right way. Isn't yeah, it that's a compendium? Right. So I'm I'm actually asking for a book, uh, the compendium number one, and you can get it on Amazon. Um, it's about forty-seven dollars. I'm getting the paperback. You can also get it on a Kindle if you want to read stuff digitally. But I actually like the paperback books. I think that it's it's fun to actually hold these things. Um, yeah, I kind of hate the the zooming in. I have a few comics that uh, they come through that comicsology or something and you could tap yeah. and it'll zoom into the panel but I don't know, it's just something that's just so cumbersome about it i just 
I prefer having the thing. I like holding books in my hand anyway, so. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. I mean, I think it's a cool technology. I think that sometimes even the the graphics uh, that are on, you know, whatever device you're listening to it on, uh, are it it actually sometimes looks a little better. It sort of brings like that that sort of motion to it. But I mean, I still, me personally, I prefer, you know, to hold the comic book and whatnot. And the reason that I'm I'm kind of stoked on the on the Walking Dead um, series, this first you know compendium one has uh, one through forty eight of of his comics. Um, oh wow, that's a lot. Oh, it's a ton. I mean, it's Robert Kirkman. Obviously, most everybody who probably listens to this podcast is aware of what The Walking Dead is. Uh, But, you know, I watched the show. I kind of fell off after, you know, a few seasons. I think it was either five or six, um, season five or season six. I can't remember which one it was, but it it just started getting just weird and, and cumbersome about it. And I just... I don't know. I so I wanted to resort back to the original writings that Robert Kirkman writes. Uh, I do like his work. I think that what he does is amazing. I think his writing style is great. Um, I have read his Invincible series, which I have three compendiums. I think it's almost 150 comic books in total, and I'm almost finished with that. And there was just something about, you know, this that after I had read, you know, the stuff on with, you know, with with Invincible, I wanted to um, I wanted to read something else that Robert Kirkman did. And obviously The Walking Dead was it. So this is why I'm I'm asking for this. So like I said, uh, it's on Amazon. It's a paperback. You can get used copies of it, I think, that are much cheaper. Uh, but I'm I just want to get a new one just because I, I like collecting it. Uh, and yeah, it has books uh, one through forty-eight, and it's the Walking Dead Compendium One. Nice. <clears throat> well, the first item that I have—actually, well, I don't have this on my list, but it should be on other people's list because I actually got this these as as an early Christmas gift, and it is from Dark Horse Publishing. It is the EC Comics or the EC Archives. I have Tales from the Crypt, Volume 1, The Vault of Horror, Volume 1, and The Haunt of Fear, Volume 1. And each of these books is reprinted. It looks like they, I mean, they did a beautiful job cleaning up the color and everything. But it's the entire comic books. It has, each one has six comic books from the series. And... I I have a few comic books that I got many years ago, but you know only I think I have like four total. But I've I've been reading the the first the the first tales of from the crypt, and it is awesome. The stories are so cool. They're the stories are almost kind of like jokes. Like you know how like when you're you're telling a joke, you have like. There's always like three guys. There's a white guy, a Mexican, and a black guy. And they go into a bar. And then the first person does something. The second person does something. And the third person does something. And that's the joke. A lot of the stories are kind of told like that. But instead of a joke at the end, it's some kind of horrific twist. And so there's a lot of that kind of stuff. The artwork is just freaking beautiful. Cool monsters and scary, creepy incidents and things going on there's uh one of these 
the haunt of fear has a Ray Bradbury story. I know he did a lot of, of, uh, EC comic stories and there's actually I noticed that there is a volume of just the Ray Bradbury stories which I want to get that one too but I'll leave a link to the Dark Horse website that has the EC archives and you can buy those but they're digital and I highly recommend getting the actual books themselves so I'll also leave the, an Amazon link and it's basically like a search of the EC archives and so there's a bunch of of uh, different volumes that you can get and so it's kind of like it's kind of funny that that you even decided to put that on there number 1 it's a comic book which I just obviously threw out a comic book there too but what's what's funny about it is that when you you had sent me those links, but I think a while ago I had sent you something about haunted house vault or horror vault or something, which I don't know if that prompted you to uh to to get these. I don't even remember are... what it was that made me think of it to search it. But I had been looking for a tale, the Tales from the Crypt volume for a long time, and it was always so expensive. Because I remember oh. they came out like maybe ten years ago or something, and it was like a hardback volume of a whole bunch of Tales from the Crypt, and I really wanted to get it, but it was so expensive, so I didn't. Then it went out of print, and then Dark Horse is now releasing them again. Like these books are from like 2021, so they're they're pretty new. And so, yeah, it's just like, I just think it's funny that, that we both decided to throw some comic books in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to. But it, but it, I mean, the thing is, is that the, these horror comic books, they're, they're so true to the, to the, you know, the genre of horror. Some of the comic books are getting a little crazy out there with, with stuff. So I like going back to some of the older content. Yeah. Um, you know, what's funny is stuff. There was one of the stories in this Tales from the Crypt, which was, I really loved. It was really cool. And I remembered, like, after after a while, I was thinking, I think this was a, a Tales from the Crypt episode when it was a TV series on, on HBO, I believe. And I went back onto YouTube, found the episode, and watched it. And it was cool, but it definitely wasn't as good as the comic. And it's so unfortunate. You know, it's like a lot of times you watch those... Tales from the Crypt episodes, or you see like an amazing stories, and and it's like God, it, just, it wasn't that great. It was it's cool, but it's not that great. The twist wasn't that great, and there's something I don't know if it just doesn't translate to the screen as well. No, I have I no think, idea. I, but so reading... that was a conversation that you, that we were having when we were doing the Halloweeniacs episode, where we were sitting there talking about how isn't it cool to watch the Tales from the Crypt, the opening scene. Yeah, and we were all yeah. excited about it, and then all of a sudden it gets into the movie or the show, and you're like, "Oh man, like uh, I wish they would just do the show on on the Crypt Keeper." And uh, it's kind of the same way. It's like I don't really the show is good, but the comic book, at least I don't know it. There's something about it where it just it's better in your mind. Uh, your your brain like makes makes it you know. Uh, makes the story and the environments and well, stuff I think like there that were, better when you read it. There were there are more monsters in a lot of the the comics, so to me, like that's what I want to see. So a lot of times, I was always bummed with Tales from the Crypt because it would just be like 
a murderer kind of getting his due justice or something and it wouldn't be a monster and that's what what i want it's funny because tales from the crypt keeper which was the animated uh cartoon the crypt keeper got so popular that as the series went on they started doing more with the crypt keeper and the the old witch and what was the other one there was the the keeper of the vault of horror the the crypt keeper and the old witch yeah they they actually had those three interacting in the cartoons and those introductions became a little longer because i think kids probably wanted to see those monsters cuz they are cool so it is funny like we're not we're definitely not the only ones who felt that and you know matt and matt and greg definitely you know, uh, they they said the same thing. But anyway, that's what I have. The EC archives, I highly recommend checking those out, putting a few of those on your list. It will definitely be a treat under the tree on Christmas morning. So right, what else yeah, do you so got? My next item, uh, I actually already got this, but I had to put it on the list because I just think people... This is an appropriate gift for Frankenclaws to bring. Um, but if you go onto the spirithalloween.com website, you Ooh, can nice. pick up a Killer Clowns from Outer Space coffee mug. It's the 20 ounce mug, and it's <laughs> not. I love that mug. <laughs> it, it is my favorite mug. The artwork on this thing is sweet. And the cool thing about this mug is is it's it's like the the bigger mugs it's not that smaller sort of sort of mug it's it's huge the artwork like i said is is just excellent on it um i, I believe it's dishwasher and uh microwave safe nice. but i still i'm not going to put it in there anyways but just to let people know that it is um but yeah it, this thing is is the stuff highly recommend getting it nice all right, my next item is a Blu-ray, and this is the sequel to a movie that we talked a lot about uh, during the Halloween season. This is The Barn 2, and I have not seen it on Amazon, oh. but through the Scream Team releasing website, you can buy not only the Blu-ray, but you can actually get a VHS of the dang thing, oh, too. Oh, really? <laughs> That's, yeah, you that's can actually sweet. get a VHS. So they have a VHS. They have two different Blu-rays. There's a signed uh, VHS as well that you could get. But I haven't seen The Barn 2. I've only seen the the original The Barn. Oh, sorry. That's what, that's what the two Blu-rays are. The first one is The Barn, and the second one is The Barn 2. So I just but, I just want to bring up one thing here real quick. In regards to the barn, so on some of our previous episodes with the Halloweeniacs, um, with Matt and Greg Douglas from Nightmare 365, uh, we we kind of threw out a bunch of movie, um, what our what our top top movies were, and then I think we named off a couple of other stuff. And I think that, you know, what ended up happening is I brought up a lot of the classics. There was sort of a challenge there that was like, hey, why don't you watch some of the more modern type stuff? And I remember one of the first things that I ended up watching was The Barn. And Matt, Matt's the one who brought it up and said, yeah, watch that. And I'm not kidding you. 
that movie has become one of my favorite Halloween movies uh, because it rocked. It was cheesy. It had all of the elements of Halloween in it, and it just rocked. So I, if they do anything that matches what the barn was in the barn two, that's going to be great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So actually, I'm looking at the website right now. I'm not sure what the difference between the two Blu-rays are other than the cover. They're both called The Barn Part 2 Special Edition. I have no idea what the difference is in any of it. Maybe it's just the cover. I don't know if the... I didn't look in more detail at what any of these editions so have. So is it, is it just a Blu-ray, but there's no DVD? There's no DVD. There are there's a Blu-ray and then the VHS. <laughs> but I haven't seen it, but it's definitely something that I want to check out. So that is on my Frankenclaws list. Nice. Well, the next one that I have, once again, is going to be something from the Killer Clowns from Outer Space movie. And just to let you guys know, I mean, this last year, and I've seen this movie a bunch of times, but this last year when we were doing sort of the the challenge stuff, I wanted to just watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And I don't know what it was about this movie that just got me pumped, but I started, uh, when I went to to Spirit Halloween, uh, they had a bunch of Killer Clowns from Outer Space stuff. So if you go back to the Spirit Halloween, because you're probably already there, with the mug in your cart, you can go ahead and add (laughs) this light-up jumbo statue of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, It is $40, but it is is big, and it's super colorful. I do remember seeing this when I went to the store, but I had bought so much other stuff that I didn't get this, but this dude rocks. I'm surprised you don't have the animatronic on your list because there was a Killer Clowns animatronic at Spirit. And I I really thought about getting that, but I already have like two other clowns. But yeah, I want to get a mask and I want to get uh I want to get the animatronic thing but I mean that thing's expensive so uh yeah, but this yeah. this is just fun you know that I'm going to probably you know hopefully uh Frankenclaws lands me this because uh I want to put this up on one of my shelves and uh and just have it as a display piece so that's nice. uh, that's my my third item nice all right my next item it well it's items they are die-cut paper decorations and magnets and stickers from something. It's an Etsy shop called Vintage Spooky Company. So I already got a couple of these, and I've even brought up a couple on the show. Cool designs of just vintage Halloween images. And there's all kinds of cool stuff that you can go through and choose from. They have like haunted house, a haunted house with ghosts and a, a reaper dude like coming out here. I'll send you the link right now, Tom. But I have I have a ton of of these things. I have a couple magnets. I have a die cut. It's actually my die cut is a Thanksgiving one, and it's like this pilgrim with a pumpkin head, and he's riding like a skeleton turkey, a giant skeleton turkey. <laughs> And, you know, they're just really cool designs that kind of remind you of the old Bystel 
decorations, but they go a little bit further. There's like a cool Frankenstein guy. There's witches, ghouls. Let's check and this then, guy out. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff. There's a school Holy bus. Cow. They call it a spook bus. Oh yeah, dude, that'd be sweet to have. Yeah, and a lot of these they come as magnet stickers or die cuts, but these are fun little things that you could just get under the tree that should cheer up any Halloweeniac or monster lover in the house. So, yeah, I thought this was a good one to put on there. And again, you know, five bucks, ten bucks, seven bucks—they're not too expensive. So you could get a bunch of these, and uh, I'm sure anyone will be pumped to get it. So yeah, yeah that, that was neat. my that was my next one. Well, and moving on, uh, my next one is a video game called the Callisto Protocol. Um, this game looks cool. It's a survival sort of, it's not really a survival, but you, you're supposed to survive and escape like the horrors of Callisto. I don't know what that is, uh, specifically, but I know it's kind of like, uh, they compare this game to Dead Space, uh, which is a super popular game. Dead Space was a great game. Uh, This is getting mixed reviews. However, I'm not sure if people just don't like it or if it's just maybe buggy and they need to fix it. Uh, I don't know, but I don't usually go by what people say because I just look at things a little differently. But the the atmosphere in this game looks sweet. The graphics look sweet. Um, I think they did a, a really good job on here. It's going right now for... It's a $60 game. You can get it on Steam, which is where I'm going to get it. It looks like they have a digital deluxe edition. I'm sure that probably comes with all kinds of different things um does the link that you have does it have like a any kind of gameplay or trailer yeah that you could check out okay sweet sweet yeah it uh it goes straight to the steam store which is like i said where i'm gonna get it um the description you know says survive to escape the horrors of Callisto and uncover the dark secrets of jupiter's dead moon so you're basically up in space and then all these monsters come and get you. But if you watch some of the gameplay, uh, and I was watching some of this on Twitch and and some YouTube stuff, and I mean this game looks sweet. So that is why I'm. This is the the would be a cool game to have in my collection. And, and like I said, uh, it's it, it looks like it's getting mixed reviews. It was released on December first, so um, of this year. So. Uh, it's by a developer called Striking Distance Studios, and the publisher is Crafton Inc. But like I said, it's a $60 game. It's kind of standard uh, game price, but this game looks cool. It's got a bunch of monsters in it, and it's a horror-based game, so I'm sure and anybody who's fit, into that It should will fit like in it. Franken Claus's packs easily, unlike, you know, easily. like the animatronic may be a little more difficult to uh, get into his coffin sleigh, but this should be pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So my fourth item is so it's actually uh, let me go back. So many years ago when I was a kid, I think I was maybe in 6th grade, one of the Christmas gifts I got, which I think I've brought up before, was a movie, it was a VHS tape called The Monster Club and it was part of an Elvira collection where she hosted the movie she hosted a bunch of movies and they and they released a bunch of these movies on on VHS tape. Well, I got this one for Christmas, and 
It was a cool movie because it's monsters and they're all in a club. But I remember watching it and thinking, I feel like it could have been better. And I didn't love it. However, I did watch the movie again this year and liked it a lot more. It was a lot of fun. I think before I didn't kind of, as a kid, I didn't, I, I think that because the monsters were kind of, the monsters in the club at least looked like just people wearing masks. So if you kind of look past that, there's a lot of really cool and charming stuff about it in any event. Now getting to the item that I'm going to put on my list this year. Uh, that movie is based on a book. And that book is called The Monster Club. And it is by, if I'm pronouncing his name right, R. Chedwind Hayes. And the book has, so the movie has three stories. It's an anthology movie. This book has five. So there are two additional ones. And I, I'm excited about this book because I'm hoping that the lack of budget that they had for the movie will make the stories better in my imagination because I have a huge budget in my imagination. And so the monsters are going to look more realistic. The effects are going to be better. And, you know, the film is going to look glorious in my imagination because there's better lighting in my mind than there was in that film. Wait, so, wait, who, who was the who was the author of that? The author is R. It's an initial R and Chetwin Hayes. Okay, so it's Ronald. Yeah. Yeah. So the co- if you see the cover, it's pretty cool. I guess there was a there was a comic book that came out around the time the movie did that that uh, was kind of like a companion piece to the film. And so they used that artwork for the cover of this new edition book. Well, new edition. It came out in 2013 uh, or this re-release. Yeah, this looks sweet, though. Are it you looks looking at, really the cool. Link, uh, the link that um, I had, so found it on Amazon, if this is the right one. I mean, it, it has to be because it has the author on there. But it's sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, okay, sweet. Yep. Yeah. Now this looks cool. You could actually look inside the book as well. It looks like. Yeah, it looks it looks like it's gonna be a blast. And you know, I've always liked the idea of monsters kind of congregating in one place. And so that's what exactly what happens in this monster club. And then there there are so in the movie, the the vampire that Vincent Price plays catches up with the a horror author he brings him to the club and he's sharing stories about certain monsters in the monster universe and so those are the the short stories so i'm kind of hoping that the book has maybe a little bit more to do with the monster club and like i said in our imaginations perhaps the the stories will will be even better. It looks like a lot of fun, and uh, so yeah, I, I put that on my list. Hopefully, uh, Frank and Claus will bring that sucker. All right, so I'm gonna bring up my my last one, but this is kind of a two part. So I'm gonna pull a mic on this where I'm gonna kind of <laughs> yeah. not have five items. It'll basically be six, but I have a reason behind it. Um, this next item is the Creep Show Volume 1, which is based off of the series that is playing on Shudder, I believe. And oh, I this have is the not... comic book? <clears throat> yeah, so I, from what nice. I have heard about this comic book is that when it came out 
on Shudder, it came out as a a book and it sold out immediately. Now, I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty confident that this, for whatever reason, sold out and then they had to like regroup and then print it again. I, because it, is it's this weird, based though. on the movie or these, is this based on the show? I, I think I think it's based off of the show because it says a creep show, a new star-studded five-issue comic book anthology based on the hit Shutter TV series and advancing oh. the world worldwide phenomenon that began with George A. Romero and Stephen King's iconic 1982 film. Um, but it the thing is is and this is one of the reasons why I am sort of uh, you can only pre-order this. So it doesn't come out until March 28th of 2023. And, but I mean, I, I have a feeling based off of some of the other things that I've heard about these comic books is that they they just sell fast. And if this was the one that actually already came out and they had to reprint it and publish it again, or that might've been a different one. Uh, I just know these, it's either creep show or it's something like this, uh, that, that, um, was printed but this looks sweet nevertheless, and I definitely want to give it a shot. So that is one of the items. It's $14.99 to pre-order, and like I said, it doesn't actually come out until uh, March 28th of 2023. Now, if you can't wait, I decided to do another item uh, <laughs> for all you people who like Dungeons & Dragons and like to roll dice and want to bring sort of a Halloween element to things while you're rolling dice. I found on Etsy.com some jack-o'-lantern glow-in-the-dark dice set. And Ooh, it's basically these dice have all these neat little, you know, um, like pumpkins on the side, but with, you know, the numbers and whatnot, they are glow-in-the-dark, and they're sweet. I, I, I definitely, this would be a fun gift to have. They're $18, probably a little steep for a set of dice, but... You know, some of these dice are well made, and I'm sure most of the people who are, you know, into the Dungeons and Dragons stuff, uh, $18 is really not that expensive for for um, Dungeons and Dragons dice. So, that was another item that I had on there real quick, and uh, yeah, I've just, I, I I feel like this list that I have is kind of all over the place. I, I do have a lot of comic books, but that's these are the kind of the things that I'm into, and um. But this was this was something I thought was neat. So, yeah, that's that is that's really cool. And yeah, it should be all over the place. You don't want to. I was thinking like I'm not going to just do a bunch of movies or a bunch of books. I tried to pick, even though I do have two books, but a comic book and a and a you know not comic book piece of literature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, cool. All right. So my last thing. Just because you mentioned it, it is more than one, but kind of not. So <laughs> basically, <laughs> it's gift cards. Every, you know, we, mom oftentimes will say, what do you want for Christmas or something? And I'll say like a gift card to this or that. So that's not fun. It, it's not original. Gift cards are great because then you can pick out what you want. So gift cards, but to specific things. So I'm going to leave all these links in the show notes, but gift cards are available at Horrornaments, 
So it's like ornaments, but they're horror ornaments. Oh, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, this site's neat. Yeah. H-O-R-R-O-R-N-A-M-E-N-T-S. Kind of hard to pronounce. Horrornaments.com. So they have a bunch of Christmas ornaments, but they're Halloween and horror themed. Then you have Fright Rags, which have a ton of horror themed shirts and things like that. Nightmare Toys that has shirts, toys, figures, all kinds of good stuff. Creepy Company, which also has has like pillows, blankets, shirts. Great, great, cool stuff. Uh, HalloweenTownStore.com. That is another store. That's that one near me, Tom, that we went to in Burbank. Yeah, that they, one's So neat. their website has toys, shirts, props, decorations, tons of stuff. Trick or Treat Studios, that has masks and movie studio quality stuff. Uh, Spirit Halloween, of course. You can get costumes, toys, cups, all the stuff Tom was talking about. You can go to that website, get stuff. And the last one, VintageBistol.com. Their Halloween decorations die cut decorations those classic ones that you hang in the windows or on the walls of a classroom or your house these are all things you can get gift cards for give them or put them on your list you get those things and then you can get what you want that brings halloween and monsters into your world 24 7 365 so that would be i think a pretty cool gift I have that on my list, and hopefully Frank and Claus will bring that as well. Usually brings like one or two gifts, so I'm not going to get all five of these, but that definitely would be something. You know, if he puts like a couple grand on a few of those cards, I can get a bunch <laughs> a of stuff. A couple of grand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that that is all of my stuff. Those are my five picks. So anything else? Uh, that was basically it, Tom. Anything else before we call it a night? Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about or wrap up? Nope. I uh, hope everybody has a great holiday and a Merry Christmas. Uh, also a, uh, a Happy New Year. And uh, yeah, hopefully uh, people will um, will get something from Frankenclaws. And if you do, yeah, let us know. I'd be curious yeah, to what know you what, got. Uh, what, what gifts you guys got. But don't forget to put out that Santo lantern, because otherwise you probably won't get any Halloween or monster-related gifts. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the castle, my monsters were having a yuletide hassle. The tree was all trimmed in foolish things, like wolfman's bangs and vampire wings. It was a monster's holiday, but they were up to no good. It was a monster's holiday, didn't act like good monsters should. It was a themselves a new prey. They planned to rob Santa's sleigh. They were making a list and checking it twice. Frankenstein wanted a shiny new trike, a new chain for Yanish, a brace for Eager's back, a shaver for the Wolfman, a new cape for Drag. All right, so are you listening to this song, Tom? I am. So that actually is Lon Chaney Jr., the star of Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, our favorite monster movie, and he is singing Monster Holiday. I had no I, idea this song even existed. Yeah, that but. blows my mind that that is actually him singing that. <laughs> because I mean, I I had no idea that he even did this. So wherever you found that, I mean, that, that is neat. 
that yeah, he it's fun. took the time to do it. Yeah, and hopefully it is bringing in your monster holiday. But uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for this Christmas episode of the Jack Lantern Press podcast. For more about the monster universe and the monster revolution that's upon us, go to jackolanternpress.com. There you'll also find a book, which you could also get people for uh, for Christmas. It's Transylvania Traveler. And it is a humorous travel guide to and through the monster universe. And it does mention Frankenclaws in there and Santo Lanterns. So check that out. And you can call our pumpkin hotline and leave us a message with any questions, suggestions, or your impressions of the show at 323-761-0276. If you enjoy the show, please give us a rating and review. It's a big help for the podcast and we would greatly appreciate it. Now to take us out, Tom and I usually like to play a clip from a Halloween Sounds album that we had as kids. But in honor of Christmas time and a creepy Christmas time, here's a creepy carol called Santa's Watching by Morgan Ames and Doug Thiele from the 1984 film Silent Night, Deadly Night. As always, thanks for joining us for this evening. Scary Christmas. And we'll meet up again soon in the pumpkin patch. Santa's watching, Santa's creeping. Now you're nodding, now you're sleeping. Were you good for mom and dad? Santa knows if you've been bad. There might be a treat for you in Santa's bag of toys. But Christmas won't be fun and gay. For naughty girls and boys Santa's watching, Santa's waiting Everybody's celebrating Did you do your best this year? Did you do your best this year?